Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show, the wake-up show. Here on 93.7 The Fan, it's presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work. At 84 Lumber, you can apply online at 84lumber.com. I'm Nicholas Harry Callis, and I want to not talk about baseball this morning. Although I probably should, and I will at some point, I'm sure. But I'm going to talk about anything but that game last night, as long as I can. So here we go. Uh, you can call me, by the way, 412-928-9370 is the phone number. You can also tweet me at Callus underscore three three is my Twitter handle. That's C A L L A S underscore three three on Twitter. Tweet me your comments. You can call if you want to talk about that uh, that baseball game with our Pittsburgh baseball team. If you want to talk about it, if you want to react, um, you'd be among the first to do so on the day after four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Give me a call. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna not talk about it as long as I can. You're welcome to, though, and I'll field any calls. Like I said, I'll field any calls. I'll field any comments on Twitter. Um, you can talk about it. You can be frustrated. You can express yourself, but as of right now, I'm going to... I'm going to back off of that for just a minute, because I am... I am disappointed. I, I, I am disappointed. I don't know how else to express it. I'm upset about that game. Uh, big news coming from... Now, I'm not the, the biggest golf guy, and I don't have all that much insight into golf as maybe uh, some of the other hosts here do. I think that uh, for the Live and the PGA uh, being separate, I think it created a little more angst in the, uh, or tension in the game of golf. And tension, sometimes controversy is a good thing when you have competition uh, that inspires more interest, I would say, when two entities compete. Now, I wouldn't care if maybe most of the players were clamoring for uh, a merger. The Some of the players, I think most of the players, even most of the golfers, didn't think that it was, you know, a good idea, though. And I think that you're just... You're punishing or you're not considering some of the players who stayed loyal to the tours by doing this merger. You're basically, you know, it's basically saying, hey, we, we give up. Wave the white flag. We give up. We realize that 
our model's not sustainable, right? After after clamoring the whole time, like, uh, you know, oh, I'm superior, I'm Liv, I'm superior, I'm PGA, I'm superior, and then all of a sudden, uh, now it's like, actually, actually, no, we, we'd be better together. And for all those golfers who stayed loyal to one side, um, I, I'd say that they're getting, it's not, a, it's not necessarily a punishment. You get, you can understand to an extent why they want to do it. I mean, if you unite the two biggest tours in golf, then, you know, it's more sustainable that way. And then everything could come together. All the players can come together and you have the best golfers in the world doing what they do. Again, I support competition more than anything. I think competition breeds the best out of everybody, but when you merge, it's pretty much just saying, hey, we give up. We think that, you know, we need this other side. We need the other side to to stay afloat. And for me, I, I don't like that. But on top of that, I just feel bad for some of the players who stayed loyal to one side. That's just where I'm coming from. I, I, I think that, again, not a punishment, but it's, it's like you're, you're saying – for the players who stayed loyal to you, are saying, actually, you know what, yeah, you know, we actually can't do it without them. It's basically saying, well, you weren't good enough. You weren't good enough to keep us afloat. We need every single good golfer out there. So um, I always like competition. And, I mean, you saw what competition did in golf with the competing tours. This past year, it, it, it made golf a little more interesting. And, you know, it, it breeded that competition that brought the best out of the golfers and it brought the best out of each side because each side had to continue to try to get better, try to do something different. Now the Phil Mickelson story and some of the, you know, immoral things that uh, some guys did, I, I guess you could argue, that's not bringing the best out of them, so to speak, as people. But, I, I mean, in terms of the quality of golf, I think it did bring the best out of a lot of the golfers. And now that they're merging, it's like, well, we're all one We're all one big thing now. We have all the golfers again. So the golfers that jumped ship, they kind of win in this case, and the golfers that stayed loyal to the one tour... <laughs> What's to say about their loyalty? They didn't get rewarded for their uh, loyalty. All right, that's my golf take. Still uh, not talking about baseball quite yet. I'm trying to stay away from that topic as long as possible, as long as I can, because that that uh, that came yesterday. Uh, if you want to talk about it, you're welcome to. I'm not going to talk about it quite yet, but you can call him to talk about baseball, 412-928-9370. Even if it's not about the baseball team, I'm not yet ready to mention and the game. You can talk about them. Even if it's not either, talk about anything baseball. Talk to me. Trying to stall as long as possible because uh, I'm not ready to visit that game yesterday yet. Uh, let's talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. The Vegas Golden Knights shockingly up. At least to me, I'm shocked. Two games to none. The Vegas Golden Knights over the Florida Panthers. And I know a, a couple of people that I know are ready to dismiss the Florida Panthers because it seems like the Golden Knights, you know, just packed it in. Game one on Saturday was a 5-2 Golden Knights win. Game two was a 7-2 Golden Knights win. That was on Monday. Game three, set to be played in Florida for the first time 
in the series played in Miami. It's an 8 o'clock start tomorrow. I think the Florida Panthers have it in them to win. Uh, uh, I'm not going to dismiss them like others have. Because we've seen this before, haven't we? They were down against the Bruins, and they came back to win. They've been down a few other times throughout this playoff run, and they've come back. So I don't, I wouldn't put it past them. They have it in them to come back and uh, and beat the Florida Panthers. And I always love a good, I always love a good story. Yeah, I think the Florida Panthers are a great story. I think the Florida Panthers. I mean, they could have been the Pittsburgh Penguins if, if, uh, if a Penguins could have won a couple more games, but. The Panthers got in with the Islanders in the wild card, and they went from wild card to beating a historically good team from the regular season in the Boston Bruins, and then they just kept going. Now they're in the finals. So I'm not ready to dismiss the Florida Panthers just yet. I think that I think that the Vegas Golden Knights are a well-built team, but the Florida Panthers have done it before. They could do it again. I believe they have it in them. I'm not going to say that the Florida Panthers can't do it until the series is over. Because I, 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 I do think right now that they have it in them to win the Stanley Cup Finals. All right, I better stop stalling. All right, here we go. Okay, Pittsburgh Pirates lost yesterday 11-2 to to the Oakland Athletics. The Athletics now have 13 wins on the season. The Athletics, 13-50. and 13-50. and 50. They have 50 losses at the beginning of June. But now they have 13 wins, and one of them tallied against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are now 32-28. and And since the Brewers beat the Orioles yesterday, the Pirates slide back down to second place. Just a half game back. Nothing, nothing unreachable at this point. But no more first-place Pirates. No more narrative about that. Your Pittsburgh Pirates are not in first place. Not that they can't get back there, but they're not right now. So we're not, we, don't have to, we don't have to say that again. I think that some people get a little too hyped about the Pirates sometimes. I think, you know, that, that first place, and I've said this before, the, the first place deal, talking about, oh, yeah, the Pirates are in first place. How'd they get there? Woo, let's ask questions of the players. How did you How'd you do it? Questions of the coaches. How'd you do it? You know, and then the next day they're back down in second place. So, mm. Andrew McCutcheon, I think, said it best. I played his comments yesterday. Robbie Inkspikowski of ATT Sports done after the win on Monday night, um, just at, you know, asked Andrew McCutcheon on the field, you know, you're in first place. What's that like? And McCutcheon was just like, yeah, it's 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 June. And I respected McCutcheon for saying that because it is just June. It's okay to take it day by day and and celebrate, you know, just the the mere fact that they're in first place and that they're in a division race right now, this late into the season. It's still early, though. I mean, it's it, we've played a significant number of games so far, but it's still early in the season. But I think that it's also making too much of a deal about the fact that they are in first place when they are. It's not necessarily the most healthy mentality to have. I'll explain a little bit more in depth once we take this call. It's Ed from Kennedy Township. Go ahead, Ed. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, do you think it's killing me? There's something wrong with his arm. Just lucky he was down yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you said Mitch Keller, something wrong with his yeah. arm. 
Yeah. I'm not going to speculate about that, I, but I wouldn't be surprised. It is odd. His last three starts have been rough. How many so, innings did he work? How many innings did he work last night? How many innings? Let me check here real quick. I got it in front of me. Five and a third. That's not too bad. No, I mean he still went a decent bit, but five earned runs on eight hits, walked four batters. That's a little, it's a little alarming, isn't it? Against that team. Yeah, that's well. Uh, yeah, yeah, against the Oakland. They're cleaning Peter. It's hitting one fifty. <laughs> well, I yeah. Thanks for the call, and I appreciate it. I I can't. It's one game. Now, Mitch Keller's had a rough outing in his last three. He's had rough outings in each of his last three starts. I don't want to speculate about injury. I don't I don't think it's fair to do so. Um, he might just be going through a little bit of a slide. Sometimes pitchers have cold spells, um, even against the worst of the league. I mean, I, I get it. Like, they are the worst of the worst. I get it. They're They're bad. They are historically bad. I think, though, sometimes, like, when we talk about the Pirates did really good in April, and then they they lost a significant amount in May, and we're like, well, how could they fall off so quickly after winning? Uh, there were a lot of our insiders were talking about, you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think the Oakland Athletics, they're, they're losing a lot right now, and they have lost a lot already. But there's nothing that says that they can't also rebound and the players who get experience can't adapt. Like, I, I think that the organization that the athletics, the organization of the athletics, like, wants to do a tank job here and they want to lose as much as possible to get into that draft lottery for the first round pick and have a guaranteed top six. But I also think that the players on the field who don't necessarily reflect the organization, they still have careers that they want to fulfill. And they're they're not just going to roll over and die. I, I think that they've got careers to think about. They want to they provide some value, at least for themselves, so they can either earn a big contract when the A's turn it around or they can get traded away and then sign a big contract somewhere else. I don't think the individual players on the field who are playing on that major league roster right now want to lose. They're not out there... They're not out there with their own individual intentions to lose. There are motivations for them to win. And if the A's organization, I mean, if the players on the field have a desire to win, they're they're on the major league roster for a reason. They're good enough to, to play. They will adapt eventually. Any professional baseball player you put out there should adapt eventually. So... They had lost 15 road games in a row uh, until that win yesterday. Do it happen? Sure. I mean, it's hard for a team to lose that many games. They were due to win. And the Pirates had won six consecutive games and it swept the previous series against the St. Louis Cardinals. So maybe the Pirates were due to lose could be like that. I'm still frustrated with it. Jace Peterson went five for five. The team still pitched to him the entire game, and he was responsible for a significant amount of the runs produced. And Yeah, five for five performance by uh, Jace Peterson. Mitch Keller did not throw a no-hitter. He went five and a third innings, gave up five run runs on eight hits, like I said. 
Um, he's struggling now. It's one of the reasons why I didn't want him signed long-term, just because he had some immediate success. Because the season is long. And he's not, you know, he's not valuable just short-term. You want a, a starting pitcher that's reliable enough to, to last throughout a whole season. Not that you can't have blips on the radar at times. You can't have, you know, your sh- struggles throughout a season. But is he worth the contract that they wanted to sign him to? Or that fans were clamoring that he should be signed to? My my answer is no, and that's been demonstrated here. I mean, he struggled against the Oakland Athletics. Again, I just think that, like, the, the, the great equilibrium, the... The universe has decided to balance some things out so the A's could win a road game and the Pirates could not sweep two series in a row and had uh, had their six-game win streak snapped. I mean, that's just kind of how the universe of, of baseball works. It's how the baseball gods work, so to speak. Neil Walker even said it. He used the term baseball gods. It's hard for a team to sweep two consecutive series in baseball. And it was more of a, a statement to sweep a team like the Cardinals than to sweep a beaten-down team like the A's. But all in all, I think that the A's were due to win. All in all, I think that the Pirates may have been due to lose. And the A's players individually are not going out there trying to lose. They might not have been talented enough early on, but the team's not going out there. The individual players, I don't believe, are going out there with the intention to lose. The organization might be putting players out there designing the team to lose so that they can get high draft picks moving forward. But that team's not going out there trying to lose. So you're going to see at times that they forge through and win. And Jace Peterson was a hero yesterday. Five for five. Bunch of runs driven in. It's baseball for you. We got to talk, though, because um, I'm frustrated and, you know, I know I'm trying to convince myself why not to be frustrated. I'm trying to convince you why not to be frustrated. But there's one person in particular that I am rather frustrated with this morning because of something that he said yesterday. I want to let you hear that audio because we have it documented. And I want to see if you can guess who it is. 412-928-9370 is the phone number here uh, at 93.7 The Fan. You can also... Talk to me on Twitter at Callus underscore three three is my Twitter handle. That's at Callus underscore three three C A L L A S underscore three three. You want to tweet me? You want to make some comments? I'll read those as well as field more of your phone calls. Coming up next, this is the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callus, and this is Sports Radio ninety three seven The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. There's somebody I blame for yesterday's loss in big part two. That's other than Jace Peterson of the Oakland Athletics. I'll tell you who that is after I give you fan weather. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. 
Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer Equinox and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks and online at sunchevy.com. Today, high of 75, low of 51, mostly clear skies all throughout the day. Then tomorrow, cools off a bit, high of 68 and low of 48, partly cloudy skies expected for tomorrow. All right, I blame somebody, and uh, I'm going to tell you who that is in just a minute, but I want you to go ahead and guess, because I have some audio, right? So this person is from this station, and this person made some comments yesterday and made uh, uh, a guarantee, not even a prediction. It was, uh, it was a guarantee. About yesterday's game before it happened. I just want you to see uh, if you can tell me uh, who this is. Oh, yeah, my guarantee. It better be good. I think Mitch Keller's going to throw a no-hitter tonight. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What makes you feel that way? Well, a texter said, hey, morning show, folks. It's the last day of school today. Just wanted to say thanks for making my drives to school a little easier with morning sports talk. Also, Mitch Keller will be throwing a no-hitter tonight, so I stole it from them. Wow. But that's a guarantee. Crowley guarantee, Mitch Keller no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me who that is? 412-928-937. No, you don't have to guess. It's Adam Crowley. Adam Crowley yesterday made a bold prediction on the radio and said that Mitch Keller was going to throw a no-hitter. And not only did he make that bold prediction on these vast airwaves, he said uh, he said that he was inspired by Twitter to make that bold prediction. Or the text line. Our text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates sponsors the fan text line. He said that a texter, some fan who texted in, inspired him to make that bold prediction, that bold take. And uh, guess what? Mitch Keller lasted an inning, right? So, so close, right? So close. Mitch Keller threw a no-hitter for exactly one inning. Gave up eight in total. Eight hits. Threw his five and a third innings pitched. And gave up five earned runs, walked four. So a significant amount of walks, significant amount of hits, significant amount of earned runs given up. And a decent start. Five innings gets you a quality start. But not great for his standards, what we've come to expect from him, especially after he pitched against the Orioles back in May. He was the savior of May. He was the starting pitcher for, I think, at least half of their wins in May. And he struggled in his last few starts. But uh, Mitch Keller is going to throw a no-hitter tonight. Has not landed into reality. That will stay on our fan text line. That will stay coming out of Crowley's mouth because it did not translate to the game that night. Yesterday evening. And the Pirates proceeded to lose... 11-2. 11-2. to two. I mean, the game was close early, too, right? Until, what, the third inning. Ugh. So I blame Crowley. Uh, if you want to call, talk about the Pirates, 412-928-9370 is the phone number. You can also talk to me on Twitter. It's at Callis underscore 33, C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. Read on Twitter, texted last night. Keller no hitter, huh? And then tagged Adam Crowley. Yeah. I mean, I blame him significantly. You can't, That's the ultimate jinx of the Pittsburgh Pirates. If, if you're going to just say, and not even because you really believe it, because, oh, yeah, a texter texted in and said, 
he's feeling it, so I'm going to broadcast that uh, to everybody. Mitch Keller is going to throw a no-hitter up, feeling it. The ultimate jinx. So I blame Crowley for Mitch Keller's struggles in that game, and I, I blame him for a significant portion of responsibility in that loss. Now, should we be concerned about Mitch Keller? I mean, in, in all reality, I mean, I do believe in jinxes, and I do believe that Crowley is responsible, but there are other questions to ask, such as, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, is this, should we be worried about Mitch Keller? Should we be worried about Keller, and should we be worried about uh, Keller's performances moving forward? I know a caller, uh, Ed from Kennedy Township, called in uh, a few minutes ago and just asked, does he look hurt? I'm, again, I'm not a doctor. He still pitched five innings, so it's not like he was relieved by any obvious signs of distress in his arm or any other part of his body. I think that the uh, um, the equalizer is hitting him. Like, you know, he pitched spectacularly in May, and now some teams seem to have figured him out, and now he's coming down in June. I still hold true to the fact, to me, the Oakland Athletics had lost 15 road games in a row, and they were due to win a road game. And the Pittsburgh Pirates, who were on a six-game winning streak, were due to lose a game. So I also believe that as well. I think that, you know, the universe has kind of balanced that out. Neil Walker also said it before the A series began that if the Pirates didn't sweep the A's, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It wouldn't it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen. And it's again, it's a rarity when a team can sweep two consecutive series. So I wouldn't be too worried myself. I mean, I'm frustrated because eleven to two. 11 to 2 to a team that had 12 wins. That's just that's kind of frustrating. Let me just get the the official stats too on Jace Peterson while I have them up cuz he was he was the number 9 hitter in the order it looks like. 5 for 5, 3 runs scored, 5 runs batted in. And I saw he had a multi-home run game. So, hmm. It happens. I'm still frustrated, though, but it happens. I don't know where I stand. I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, I'm frustrated, but I also can understand that it's not the end of the world for the Pirates. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This has been the Fan Early Morning Show. Coming up next, Adam Crowley, Doran Dickerson. Take you to the Fan Morning Pre-Show here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.